Chopper Suit Convos. We back live at Wilt Chamberlain Way. If you already know, you know. <laughs> 101 Studios. It is what it is. Yo, yo, yo. Chew. That's Anthony of Champagne Soccer. Yeah, I'm live at his humble abode. Uh, Jamal's down the street at his mansion, you know, working from home and thugging under the influence. What's going on? Hey, man, I can't call it, you know, just taking it day by day, brick by brick. You know what it is. Yeah, yeah, I forgot he's trying to be like the homie from Snowfall, man. I built this up. I'm going to lose it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, but, uh, you know, we haven't done this in a while. Well, I haven't done this in a while. Hey, I got some retractions, man. I got to apologize to the streets. People got offended when I called the NBA sex worker sport. Uh, you know, I forgot, you know, this is the new era. And even in the old era, sex workers work 24-7. They don't only work at the night, at night, after the nighttime, you know. And basketball, hey, it's a great sport. I love it, but the schedule sucks. So playing at night, hey, it's not going to get active. So I got to apologize for that. And I got to apologize to Adrian Peterson because, you know, we saw him talking in the dark about how people were lying on him and how he didn't sell his stuff intentionally and he's not broke. He has money, but he wants to play football again. He's ready to get more CTE. M-N-T-O. M-N-T-O. Mm-hmm. So, and the who? M-N-T-O. They don't want to hang it up. T.O. still wants to play now. Hey, man. Yeah, he needs to take it easy. He's a close to the 50 now, man. Give up. But, uh, yeah, Adrian Peterson, my bad. You, you doing your thing. Seeing you talking in the dark. I don't want no problems with you. I, I know your rap sheet. All right. Uh, who else I got to apologize to? Oh, yeah, I got to apologize to Kanye again, man. This guy's going crazy, bro. Got the number one album again, man. Like I said, I respect his horny old man raps. I know you'll never listen to you to it, Six. It'll never reach you. Yeah, well. uh, It is impressive, don't you think, that the only times he's had back-to-back -back number ones is 2005 with Late Registration, my favorite Kanye album, and then 2011 with Jay-Z on Watch the Throne. So this is the third time he's had the number one album back-to-back -back weeks. Pretty impressive for an independent artist, right? No. Oh, why not? I'm not impressed at all. Why not? not real to me but it is real he's he's, he's i don't hear it i don't hear it. it's mysterious music i don't hear it and, but it's um, the number four song in america Listen. i don't care i don't care he's kanye west he's a legend so and he has people who love him outside of music and he, people who just love him in general as they should because he's kanye but i don't care his music sucks <laughs> to me, and i want him to do better so i don't like it no not getting hey, no man, the carnival is hot is the party cool. stopped his rollout for his album to go be Kanye's hype man. Because Carnival, Carnival is dope. It's Carnival the biggest is song of his career. Carnival it's is the dope. It's song in Playboy Cardi's career, and he kills that verse. Yeah, Playboy man. Cardi has a top three verse on the album. Like I said, I think uh, Freddie Gibbs has the best verse on Back to Me, and then a uh, second best verse is Ty Dolla Sign on Vultures. He kills that shit. I mean, considering all the hate and all the Playboy games. Cardi number three, man. Considering all the games and them trying to delete it, of course it's impressive. Yeah, but, man, they delete his album every week, man. But <laughs> I'm still... Like, Donna Summer's Estate, 
Not, uh, Adidas is suing him for a quarter billion right now. Hey, man. Hey, man. He, bro, he said, they got my kids in a fake school. We ain't. And he just left. He said, take, <laughs> take her out of Sierra Canyon. Damn. So, Bronny and them was going to a fake school? Oh, you know, Cap School, man. Celebrity school. Bill Simmons said his daughter went to that school. She played soccer there. Yeah, mm. that's a celebrity school. Mm. Mm -hmm. But nah, it, it's impressive, but you know, you know. <laughs> so you do like Carnival. You heard it. It's cool. Yeah, all right. It'll be gone by, well, it's set February, so of course, but I mean, I think all the remixes um, that people create will do, like, I'll hear that more in public than the actual songs. Like the Miss Westie, there's like a house remix that cranks. Yeah, so people I, love that song. Uh, you know, good. North is with her dad on the tour, too, and uh, they were in Paris, and, yeah, the fans were singing that joint. It was crazy. I was like, damn. That's what I'm saying. This is the most outside Kanye album he's had since graduation. Or, no, since... Uh, watch the throne. That's what makes it hilarious. But I still compare this to like Life of Pablo. So no, nah, it is like like you're right about that. It is more so the weaker era of Kanye. But I saw Apple Music. They consider the Life of Pablo an essential Kanye album. Like I it guess is. they're essential albums, but they look at that as essential album means like a classic, like a body of work that that's one of the standout projects in his catalog. And I look like get it like nah, it's not because it's the descent era. It's not stand out, but it's an era though. Like it's a like Life of Pablo was a big chapter in his career. Yeah, it is. That's when he broke down. That's when he got full full CTE. And it was kind of like, wasn't it like he came back? Like wasn't he gone for a little while? Uh, he did his tour. Then he left the tour for you know his breaking down and stuff. And then that's when. He started, uh, after, that was 2016. And then 2017, I don't believe he dropped anything. He waited until 2018, and that's when he started his attempt to compete with Drake and all that, dropping every week. Uh, let me double check. I'm pretty sure, yeah, he didn't drop nothing in uh, 2017. Because I know the life of Pablo is 2016 for sure. Uh, it's your best. Yep. yep, he didn't drop anything in 2017. Then he dropped twice in 2018. Then Jesus is King 2019. Donda 2021. Uh, Donda 2 2022, but he never finished it and dropped it all the way. And then now this, but uh, Vultures 2 is supposed to be dropping March 8th. So hey, man. Do you think it's smart to drop another album when your album right now is doing well, or do you, or is it smart to strike while the iron's hot and keep going? I think it's smart to strike while the iron's hot. And I, the one thing I do like about Kanye is that he's not really, even though he's getting mainstream success by having number one album two weeks in a row, he's doing like, uh, like real raw guerrilla independent type shit. Like I don't think he really cares about that. He's happy now that he, he has number one. He, but he needs it. He's doing. That's why he's making really? outside music again. He's not he's also, guys that's conceding and saying I'm just gonna make the best grown up rap I can make. Even Andre 3000, I think that's a part of why he doesn't really want to rap because it's like I still want to be fun and cool. That's why he rapped on Walk It Out. Like, he still wanted to be outside. That's why he rapped on the Deuces remix. He still wanted to make fun music. That's why he rapped on Party with Beyonce. 
Like the nigga wasn't just trying to make inside grown up rap. Niggas still want to have fun and be cool. So I respect that Kanye is getting able to get that shit off because, you know, Jay-Z, he's since uh, yeah, the last he, time he, he tried to be outside was Magna Carta Holy Grail. That's 11 years ago. He can't be in, outside anymore. But I just think that even though I just feel like Kanye's always done outside stuff though he's always done star stuff so i don't think that he would ever just do like a um uh, just a quiet in the room type of album ever like i don't think any of his albums have ever been that maybe like jesus is king or something i don't know i didn't really hear that one or the other one uh with the mountains in the background hey, yeah the yeah, song heard. about that is the big songs on that are like violent crimes and uh the yeah this song that album's weird man. Yeah, I never heard that album, but I feel like what I mean a by couple that. Couple cool song. Yikes is cool. Drake wrote on that. Pierre dude, was one of the producers. Yikes is like the best song on that album. But I just feel like he's not playing the system though. So playing the system, he would wait and let it like do its thing, let the other song do its thing. But now he's like, no, I'm not playing the system. Basically, that's how I look at it. And if you look at it, he's trying to compete against the other giants. Beyonce drops next month. You know, when he put out uh, his album, Beyonce put out the single, uh, her two singles, the 16 joint, and then uh, what's it called? Texas Hold'em. So, yeah, he wants to compete against all of them. That's another reason why I think he's dropping. But for me, I would wait. I would let Vultures one ride. I'll do a couple music videos. Keep doing your live studio experience in Europe since you're blackballed in America. It is funny that I said he needed to be more international and he got the Inter Milan fans to chant on Carnival. And I saw, I do remember last year he was at the Atlanta United game. So I do kind of see like, yeah, <laughs> being in that fan experience and hearing all those crowd chants, hey, I just made a hit with a crowd chant with soccer niggas doing a chant for me. So Hey, Kanye, you were listening. You are doing more international stuff. That's tight. So, you know, Kanye, yeah, is one my, Kanye is one of my top three musicians of all time. That'll never change. I don't have a top five. I have a top three. Uh, you know, it's future. Yeah, yeah, Nas. You know, shout out to Biggie. Musicians? Yeah. Biggie. Of all genres. Huh? Of all genres. You said who? Yeah. Hmm. Yep. Those three. Those are the people I listen to the most. I love other genres of music, but hey, I was born in 1990, so I listen to rap the most. So I, I do like to see Ye turned up, but yeah, this album, it's not good. It's okay, but I, <laughs> I do accept it for what it is. Vultures 2, people have a lot of expectations because the diehard fans that have been keeping up with the process know that he's been, you know, working on all these projects for a while. He, you know, said that uh, Vultures would be a tr a trilogy, so Vultures 2, March 8th, and then I think he said Vultures 3 would drop, like, you know, maybe late spring or in the summer, so we'll see. I think he should take his time, but hey, I guess Strike While the Iron's Hot. Uh, someone that isn't taking his time, and it did try to, try to, you know, Strike While the Iron's Hot, and is trying to still make outside music. He said he's not making sad music anymore. It's Kid Cudi. And he dropped 
Insano Nitro Mega. Basically, instead of doing the deluxe to Insano, he just dropped a new album. And hey, I respected Insano for what it was. It was uneven, but it was a couple cool songs. But yeah, this one, Insano uh, Nitro Mega, is way better. I have to admit that. It's funny that Jamal has been criticizing Kid Cudi for years for not working with... Bob I liked his album. Harmony. Yeah, see, you like it. I'm saying it's good. This shit is tight. It's funny how, hey, Kid Cudi, he's in a good space in his life. It gives you the classic vibes. Like, I talked about Man on the Moon 3 in the past about how, you know, he was rapping, but it wasn't tight. Now his rapping sounds good. Uh, Chip the Rip, you know, a.k.a. King Chip, he's back with him. He's on like three or four songs. Their collabs are always dope. Yeah. Uh, I fuck with Willis. That joint's real funny. It's like a jokey song, similar in the spirit of the old bad boy songs like Biggie did, uh, Player Hater. Um, what's it called? You had Mace with Jealous Guy with Puffy and uh, shit like that. So, yeah, it's a fun song. My favorite song on that is Chunky. Uh, Rami did that beat. He also did the beat to Win or Lose. Uh, he's one of the producers on Willis. He did the beat to Crash Test Cuddy, which is tight because it samples that old song. That uh, I forgot that joint, the name of the song, but it's a classic 90s song with a, you know, a nigga known for that joint. And then, you know, everybody knows Kid Cudi is the, the king of that lane. So it's funny. He sampled that. Um, also, you know, on this project, he worked with Wiz Khalifa for the first time. Another joint that's 10 years too late, but it's still a good song. Yeah, they're both harmonic uh, goats. So, yeah, yeah, and Wiz, you know, he, he's good at rapping on those alternative rock beats. He killed his verse. He was quick. He only did eight bars and got out of there. But uh, Human Made, Dr. Genius did that joint. That's the only beat he made, but that song's fire. That's uh, dope. Yeah, Ill What I Bleed's a fire track. Um, Yeah, uh, yeah, it's a dope project, man. It's Honorable Sino did Ma Moon Man shit. That joint's tight. Uh, how do you feel about the project? Well, I haven't heard uh, Nitro Mega yet. I can't lie. But I will definitely listen to it because I liked the regular Insano a lot. It made me feel like I always when he does this. Oh, you like stuff. you like that joint a lot, Insano. Yeah, yeah, I liked it, but it was like like you said, it was like kind of late. Like I wish he would have tapped into this a little bit more. And remember, I thought that he was gonna trick me by the 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 song titles, like keep bouncing. I thought he was gonna say that, but I thought he was gonna be sad still. Like, hey, man, what? <laughs> I didn't trust it. I was like, no, nah, I don't trust him. It's, it's been like 10, 12 years of like. Certain shit, so I was like, nope, I'm gonna have to hear it to see. But um, that joint was dope. Um, Rager Boys was dope. Funky with the smoke. This is the old one I'm talking about, of course. Um, yeah, yeah. Electro Wave Baby, like all them joints were tight. The beats were fire. Um, the artwork was dope. I think it came with a puzzle. Like he did cool shit with the album and like the artwork that like people used to do. So I'm gonna definitely listen to this uh, deluxe and. I like when people put out deluxes that are good. Like I feel like Not a deluxe. It's a new album. It's basically Insano Two, Electrical Boogaloo. Yeah, you're right because it's 18 new tracks. It's better. That's why 
it, it, he didn't add it to the joint. You know, most deluxes, they'll add the songs to the original album. He put this separately. And according to Wikipedia, it says this is his 10th studio album. And Insano's his ninth studio album. So, yeah, he dropped uh, Insano January 12th. And then Insano Nitro Mega February 23rd. So, salute to Cuddy. I'm happy he's in a good place in his life. He said he's not dropping again until 2026, which makes sense because you drop two albums in one year. He's about to go on tour, and guess who his openers are? Hmm. Not Chip? No, he shouldn't. <laughs> I think he'll be there, though. I think he'll probably be there like Hype Man and, you know. I think I'm trying to think who could open for him, because Rod Wave can't open for him. Rod Wave is bigger than him. That's what I'm saying. He can't open for him, so I, I don't know. I can't really. I know you were just asking a rhetorical yeah, question. Yeah, yeah, I know. I wouldn't be able to guess it either. It's The openers are Pusha T... And Jaden Smith. Oh yeah, I did see that. You're right. I did see that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Jaden, you know, he, he you know, they fit. You think out. Pusha T does it look good for Pusha T to be an opener for Kid Cudi? Is there much crossover with between their fans? I mean, I'm a Pusha T and Kid Cudi fan. I think there's crossover through like Bape and like fashion stuff. True. Like fly niggas who like to be fly. I feel like people who like Kid Cudi also there's a good chunk of them who like Pusha T too. And Pusha T is on Insano and Everybody Like is a cool song and Kid Cudi's on Pusha T's last album. So it's not like they haven't worked with each other for a while. They are cool with each other still. Jaden Smith was like supposed to be the new Pharrell Childish Gambino Kid Cudi. I don't know. It didn't seem like it worked out. He has a new white woman on his arm. She's very beautiful. So good for him. And, uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes. But, uh, yeah, check out Insano Nitro Mega. Also, while Kid Cudi might not drop until 2026, I do hope he does uh, some more collabs. Because even though the song wasn't the greatest song, I like him working with Dirk on the Lyrical Lemonade. That was pretty cool. So, I, I, And I want him to work with Future, God damn it. Yeah, he won't work with Future. He'll never Bang together. I mean, Future referenced him on uh, Coding Crazy. Coding Crazy. But, yeah, but, you know. Work with them, motherfucker. I need him to work with, like, you know. He likes how Future glorifies drugs as a man that really struggled with the drugs. I don't think he respects him. And that is good for him because that is a right reason to not fool with somebody if you think this guy's deceiving the youth. And um, you said he worked with Bone Thugs finally. Yeah, you know, he got lazy and crazy with them on the track. Which one is that? Uh, it's I just want to get in uh, Chip King Chip is on that too. He has like a nice little four bars. Oh, it's on Willis. Okay, got you. Huh? No, it's on Insano Nitro Megas track 16. I just want to get. Oh, I just want to get that. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna definitely listen to that. About the song last week. See, guys, he doesn't love music like that. Yeah, I mean, you're right. It's not like that. Whoa, no. well, not like that. <laughs> I'm not just listening to everything that comes out. Whoa, <laughs> see, you're, you should be a lover of music. Nah, bro. I've, I've been DJing every Friday. I'm DJing tonight and tomorrow. Um, I can get to that when I get to it. I know I'm never going to play that anywhere. So, you know, I I live with the music all the time. Are you playing Carnival? Uh, no, nah, not, not at these places, no. I'll play Carnival at other places, though. 
and in the summertime, like that's like an outside. Like it, you could play anything. It just depends where you at. There's a lot of women where I'm at, so. So you can't play carnival. They don't want to. They don't want to do the impossible. I mean, unless they're like tomboy women that have that like don't shave their armpits and shit, <laughs> who, who dress like me. Hey. You play like something like that, like caribou. Yeah. And Anisia? Okay. Well, not really Anisia, more caribou. All right. Let's break down more music Jamal didn't listen to. And this one, I don't blame him because he never respected this man. And the project just dropped today. Me? Yeah. I respect me. I don't think so. I respect Meek a lot, man. I remember Flamers. When was the last got, time you listened to a project of his? I got on the championships. I got on the Flamers late. And that was still kind of early. I remember Meek Mill when I was on my Wait, and early at the same time? Like, I was late compared to, like, Philly and Jersey people. I was kind of early for, like, Virginia people, in my opinion. I also remember Meek with the braids freestyling when I used to look at Reed Dollars and all them when they used to have freestyles. I remember Meek. I literally remember Meek from those days. It's not in retrospect. So I respect Meek from where he came from. I just wish that he did better in the Drake battle. That's all. But um, And he held down the East Coast. As like a street rapper to me, <laughs> that's an ugly hole. <laughs> they lost it when because of niggas like him being the king. Man, be honest, man. I mean, who else is gonna do it? I mean, you can count Griselda later, but like on they're, like a, yeah, they don't count because they're they're underground. They'll yeah, never no, yeah, exactly. But who, I mean, well, who's outside supposed music? To but this outside music is hasn't evolved. Who, who's supposed the problem? That's the problem with this project. It's called "Don't Follow the Heathens." You know, colon heathenism. <laughs> I mean, you have to say heathen twice. I mean, hey, this just is learned what we're talking about. You just learned it. He said he got book. He said he got book smarter on the project. I don't. Believe yeah, it. I don't believe it. He yeah, said, he, just, he learned heathenism. He said he was on a plane, a chopper with Rick with uh, Michael Rubin, and then he was on Twitter asking us about, "Do you know any bank accounts that can help me out with my issues?" You hang around with billionaires every day. What are you doing, son? You don't you got regular bank accounts. And messing around with Puffy Combs, allegedly, and Usher, allegedly. They don't got regular bank accounts. That's why he should be asking them, not Twitter. But they can't the help hell? him. Their money's so big, they can't answer his question. They can. They can give him a number to somebody at a business accounting firm, somebody to help him out. You're supposed to seek knowledge outward. Yeah, man, not Twitter. Maybe he's playing stupid so that he can like make the people who follow him ask the same questions. I think he is a CTE All Star, but no, <laughs> I'm not gonna say that. I'm sorry, Meek Mill. I'm not gonna call you a CTE All Star. We all sick in the head, and you've been through a lot, man. You've been, you know, institutionalized. You've been in the criminal justice system most of your life. So I don't know. I can only imagine what's happened to you mentally. So it's not right to judge. Your upbringing, but you do have a little, you know, social media issues, but it's okay. <laughs> we, it's, we all are part of that generation, so it is what it is. And he's actually a celebrity, so hey, I'm not a celebrity yet. I'm not famous yet, but I hope I don't, I can handle it better. But, you know, we're going to be celebrities as old men, as people that are in our mid 30s, so we, should, we shouldn't crash out. If any of you niggas crash out, hey, man, hey, man, it's going to be an issue. But, uh, me, don't follow the heathens, heathenism. It's a five-track EP, guys. Um, 
He deleted Vori from his label. Did you see that, Jamal? Yeah, because he uh was that the one who said he was gonna kill his woman? Mm-hmm. Yeah. People yeah. like Vori a lot too. Yes, he's very talented, one of Future's kids. Um, he deleted Meek Mill deleted Vori from Dream Chasers, but Vori is still on the first two tracks on the album or the EP, but he doesn't credit him. <laughs> you still hear him in the background on all this shit. He needed it still. He's like, yeah, I don't like it. Trying to skip over him. Uh, the intro came from the bottom. It's him doing his same. I'm gonna start slow, then I'm gonna start yelling and try to make it a banger. Still trying to do the dreams and <laughs> intro didn't work, but it's not a bad song. Uh, track two times like this. That's his introspective bag. I bring, you know, you know, I'm bringing the Lambo to the hood to inspire niggas swag. You know, eh, it's okay. Whatever you, uh, whatever I want, I like that. Yeah, it's cool with Fabio. You know, they on that dance swag. You know, Jersey Club. Get that body popping, moving. It is a cool song. Fabio goes crazy on the ad libs. His verses uh fire. You know, if you're into that New Yorky, hop 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 hop. Uh, big boy, you know, he's trying to say he's a big dog in the game. That's okay. It's a cool song. And then giving Chanel with Future, that joint's cool. Future, he did his thing. Yeah. Oh, you listened to it? What are you yeah. doing? Whoa, you listened to Big Mill? Wow. Yeah, I listened to those to one with Fabio and the one with Future. Uh, then just the two songs. We, all right, I might have to play this. Oh. Yep. Well, he said, yeah. And, and you don't have to play any of them, right? No, I'm going to play the Fabio one and probably the Future one, too. I'll probably play those early. I think, yeah, the Fabio one, yeah. The Fabio one, I think, has the best shot for him to go outside. But uh, it, like you mentioned, he Meek, uh, Meek is trying to, like, Ye, Ye has a devoted fan base. He's been around for over 20 years. Just last month was the 20th anniversary of college dropout. We didn't even talk about it like that. We should have talked about it, broken that down. But, I mean, we could do that later. It's not like it's over but uh, it just happened a few weeks ago. So, um, but uh, Meek is also independent, and uh, you know he doesn't have the same devoted fan base as Ye. So he struggles. You know, uh, him and Ross put out their album. It didn't really do well. They were beefing with people online about it. Now this EP is out. We know it's not going to sell well. Um, he feels like these allegations came out because this EP was dropping. And the machine doesn't want him to win. Do you believe him? Damn, why do you think it's not going to sell well so fast and easy? Because it's only five tracks? Yeah, and it's not, none of them are, are going to be like top 10 on Billboard. It's not, no smash hits on this. I don't yeah, know. We'll see, if, we'll see if it makes Billboard 100. Not like numbers are the only thing to justify if a song is successful, but he is talking like he still wants to put up monster numbers and, you know, show that he can do mainstream numbers independently like how Ye and Ty Dolla Sign are doing, but do I believe the system is trying to stop Meek Mill? Um I don't think so. Maybe. I don't know. He's doing all that free and black men stuff. Maybe they're scared of him, like he says. Could be possible. <laughs> all right, man. Maybe they want him to snitch on Diddy. Well, I mean, he's in it now, allegedly. That must suck to just wake up and just automatically be gay based on what Twitter says through Diddy. That's crazy, bro. Yeah, then people put his criminal justice background on him. Like, well, he has been in jail for a long time. You know, they put that on him. So, yeah, it's he, unfortunate. 
He's gay, especially to like the Grand Wizard chat niggas and um oh, Grand Wizards well, the, uh, no Grand Wizard chat niggas and uh DJ Academics hairline. Like they're like the toxic young nigga uh internet corner of like they post shit like um uh like suspect bars like when um they kept posting Mac Main saying in about three years, holla at me, Miley Cyrus. And like when R. Kelly was saying that he's a sexosaurus and just now they post all that toxic, funny shit. So in their eyes, Meek Mill is gay. And in Twitter, like he's not beating this right now, maybe in a month or so. But in the Internet's eyes, Twitter and Grand Wizard chat nigga and DJ Academics hairline, he's gay to them. And they're just cooking. That's a up. crazy new game. DJ Academics hairline and Grand Wizard chat nigga. Yeah, there are two Instagram pages. You should follow them. They're funny as shit. They're funny as shit. They're like some. They're like top five, top ten funniest Instagram pages. Like they just they they get it. Like when it comes to comedy and what to make fun of and shit, it's, it's hilarious. Grand Wizard chat nigga. Toxic. <laughs> hey, Anthony said he almost thought you were gonna say they they know the assignment. <laughs> Oh, whoa. It's given. Man. Yeah, that's why I didn't like Future and Meek Mill say it's given Chanel. Like, oh, man, they aunties. <laughs> but hey, girls sing along, man. Yeah, I hope. Yeah, will they hear it? I mean, hey. Yeah, people like thing people about being independent. Will he get put on those like uh, Apple Music and Spotify playlists and stuff like that to help amplify the record, you know? People, people like that song. People love Future's verse. And it's like certain pockets, like the annoying, like super clubby ass section bottle girl people, they like that kind of stuff. So, because they put, they're willing to put in the work for the Chanel. So, yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Right. Shout out to Meek Mill. Shout out to Ye and Ty Dollar Sign. Shout out to the Independent Grind. You know, we all doing our thingy thing. Um. All right, man. What would you give that though? Out of five, a what the Meek Mill EP? Yeah. Uh, three point two five. Okay. Slightly above average. Okay. Now let's talk about somebody like you said. Hey, Meek Mill, he did hold down the East Coast. He was a he was a guy that did have hits in the beginning. I don't know. Well, yeah, he kept going to jail. That's what happened. But uh, yeah, early with House Party and I'm a Boss, he used to be good with hooks mm -hmm. to be flavorful. But, you know, it's unfortunate what happened to him. He had a shady judge that held him back, you know, fucked up his life. He also had drug issues. He's touched on that, you know, and personal issues with family, friends. It's unfortunate, but hopefully he'll get it back together. But one guy that was supposed to help him to hold down the East Coast was French Montana. And last week he dropped Mac and Cheese 5. You didn't listen to it. I didn't listen to it. <laughs> I heard a couple tracks. It was in. Um, but the reason why we're talking about Young Montana is that allegedly he might have been trying to boost his sales by, you know, moving Bandulu vinyl records for $5 back in January. And uh, supposedly they were just delivering random boxes 
to sick addresses and nothing was in it. Oh, kind of boost numbers. Yeah, fake addresses. Yeah, damn. It's a website called Coke Boys Drip. Yeah, now it's gone. CokeBoysDrip.com page, and I found where the where the five dollar vinyls were being sold. <laughs> Continue. Yeah, it says four oh four page not found. Continue shopping. They got rid of the Coke Boys vinyl. So how do you know he sent it to fake addresses? Us people probably really ordered it and never got the shit. They try to track it and then they're like, "Hey man, what address is that?" And then they uh, try to Google Map it or something and they're like, "Hey, it's nothing. What is that?" That's even worse. I'm thinking that people who ordered got it, but I'm thinking that French Montana and his team sent additional ones to ghost addresses so it can like buying their own shit to boost the sales. Nah, like, he wasn't. Think about it. He's not selling vinyl for five dollars. You know how much takes <laughs> to print the vinyl. <laughs> and he wants to make big revenue off it. I've bought vinyl. The average price for vinyl is like twenty five to like forty dollars. So moving vinyl for five dollars, yeah, it's not. I'm not printing it. I'm not printing it. Not you respect that hustle if it's true. French is denying it, of course, as he should. But do you do you respect that hustle if it's true? Uh, I mean, no, but yes. I mean, I feel like it's a time and we're in a certain time where he can't just grab a bunch of features anymore. But he did grab a bunch of features. I'll read I'm glad you said that. Hey, Jamal, see, you a nice, you a nice guy, man. You good at podcasting because he set me up. This is French Montana. You're right. He's not as hot as he used to be, but he has Kanye West, hmm. St. John, Rick Ross, Lil Wayne, Little Baby. West Side Gun, 41, very popular group from New York City right now. They like the hottest group in a while popping. Uh, J.I.D., Little Dirk, Jeremiah, Bryson Tiller, Meek Mill, Rick Ross again, Kanye again, uh, and Mickey Echo, and somebody named Amber Run. He got a lot of, Buju Bonten. He got a lot of help. Yeah, but it's not like how it was when he had Drake. 2012 Wayne, 2012 Ross. Yeah, you're right, because Splash Brothers is a song that has Rick Ross and Lil Wayne on it, and Drake was originally on that song, and he deleted his verse. Yeah, so Features used to carry French. Yeah, Features used to help him out. Features not on this project. Yeah. Features used to carry him, and now all the people that he used to feature, they're kind of, you know, they're on the other side of the game. Past Maybe, their I mean, I mean, Drake is still... Popping, Future is still doing his thing, but, but they, are they on it? Nah. Yeah, that's my point. Yeah, those are his friends that did used to help him. Quavo's still doing his thing. Oh, He's again, other player. side, other side, other yeah. prime. Quavo's on the Kanye album. Yeah, they all on the other side of their prime. You're right about that. That's Never not good for him. So he needs to try to get some young people to like feature now. Out of the legends, so to speak, well, because you know, I, you would agree that. At this point, J. Cole, Kendrick, you know, Drake, Future, Migos, they're all legends, right? Yeah. Uh, who else would you put in that class? Is Travis Scott a legend now? Yes. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, is uh, NBA Youngboy a legend now? Hmm. No. Okay. Kodak he is. He is, but if he... Like continues like four good more years, like four good more years, he's uh easily solidified. 
But technically, yes. But I'm putting an asterisk on it. Kodak Black? Matter of fact, Young Boy is, because to me, Kodak is too. Yeah. Kodak Savage? Yeah. Um, who else? I'm trying to think. Uh, Ray Shremmer? Yeah, yeah, they gotta be. Because to, oh! to me... <laughs> To me, Yin Yang twins are kind of legends a little bit. So I, I, I always compare them to the Yin Yang twins. They said they were the Black Beatles. You said they uh, were the Yin Yang twins. They made the whole world freeze. Yeah, I don't care. I still like Yin Yang in this thing. Yin Yang twins were big to me. As far as having fun. Sway, Lee, was, Sway Lee and Ray Shrimmer, they're big around the world. Gotta nah, get the props, man. I don't care. Don't care. There's... Just a hater. No, I'm not. To me, I'm not. That's not hate comparing them to the Yin Yang Twins. Yes, Yang it is. Twins, They're way above. That's just because we were young. But I don't think you understand how much the Yin Yang Twins permeated in party life in the 2000s. Like I don't think you. I think you're underestimating that. How Yin Yang Twins were dope. They had get low, shake it like a soul. Every shit. party you went to for like whisper, you would hear them. Name me the other ones. Which ones did you just say? Salt Shaker, Get Low, Whisper. Name me the other ones. What's the why you twerk? Yes. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah, there you go. Five bangers. Banger. They used to bang in middle school functions. Freshman year, yeah, we, they, they did play. So name me the Ray Schremer hits. You got, you can name, say Unforgettable because that's Swaley. But with, yeah, no um, Flex Zone. Yep, okay. Uh, I ain't got no time. Yep, yep, that's, that's, that's the one. That's the one. That's the one. That's the one to me. And Black Beatles too, making the world freeze. Yeah, but nobody plays that anymore. Yeah, I mean, but hey, man, this is a banger. Throw some mo. Throw some mo was okay. Throw some mo's a banger. What I play mean? that still now. Girls love that song. Nikki, that's a banger. Uh, what else? They got. You said like four or five only. No, nah, I'm. A, I'm going. I need to go through. I need to look. Yeah, you just said four or five. I told you. Oh, well, it's over. Yeah, I mean, I just, I mean, just you can name more if you want. Uh, somebody come get her. She's dancing like oh, nah. that goes. Nah. nah, that goes, bro. If that goes, then twerk by myself, twerk by myself. Nah, 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 bro. Somebody come get her was big, bro. It's four times platinum. Yeah, I, but that song was everywhere, bro. Yeah, but you, I I that underground it. shit. Yeah, you're right. It's like a TikTok thing now. And I work with somebody who be on TikTok 24 goddamn seven. And sometimes people use that stupid ass song. It's like they're about Swing. Swing was fire. It's good, but it's not. I'm telling you, bro. They it's five times platinum. That's what I'm saying. Ray Sherman had bangers, bro. No, they did. I'm just saying. When I Power Glide is good. If I compare them. To Ying Yang twins, they're above Ying Yang. They were twins. racing the Migos, bro. No, look, listen. When I compare them to Ying Yang twins, there's that. I'm not saying that they're on technically equal level. They're technically above Ying Yang twins, but it's still a good comparison. It's their duo that makes party music. Blase, you like Blase? Oh yeah, you hate yeah. that song. Nah, Blase is cool. Blase is cool. Yeah, they're on Blase. That's what I'm saying. They got hits, bro. They got. They lot. do. I didn't say they didn't have hits. No, you, you were hey, you had to remind me because I didn't remember it. Obviously, I had to look it up myself. That hit stuff it matters, but it don't like remember how you said 
like you've kind of like over the last few years, you haven't really been caring about the mainstream as much as far as like crediting it to certain things. So yeah. somebody come get her. These guys, this is what they were designed to do. Somebody come get her, swing. Um, I like those songs though. That's what I'm saying. I bought I bought their first album. I bought Shrem Life. I fucked with Ray Shrem. And I remember Mike Will leaving Future to set up his record label and building these little kids up from Mississippi. How about this? Like, How about this? Remember, so that's why I'm impressed. Like, dang, he really made like a legendary group with these I'm, kids, with these little homies from Mississippi. I'm gonna play somebody come get her tonight. Let's I'm gonna just see what happens. And I'll tell you, I'll give you an honest reaction. Because sometimes I'll be playing shit and like I'll be reminded like how much people love it. Like, yeah. like over the last like month. Whenever I play um, Cut That Bitch Off by K-Camp, people go crazy. I'll be forgetting about that. Man, that joint's a banger. No, people go crazy. <laughs> Love that song. Even Future wanted that song. He need, they, he shouted that joint. Cut a bitch on a K-Camp. Dog, they go crazy. That song's an anthem, bro. They go crazy. Like I'll be like, damn, they really like it this much? Damn. You hear that beat? That beat is What you saying, ho? You know I'm the man. Ho. Yeah, yeah, he go crazy on that song. He was swagged up. So I'm gonna play somebody come get her tonight. I'm gonna just see what happens. I'm gonna see if any of the bottle because I'm gonna play it kind of early, like when it's not like prime time. I'm gonna see if the bottle girls and shit like it because I always be looking at what they how they move and shit. So we'll see. Oh, we'll see. All right. You know who else who had to see things out? Your brother Cam Newton. Seven on seven on the weekend. He's at a tournament in Florida. He runs into some associates that used to work for his organization. C1N, they start their own business company, you know. It's by the way, guys, it's a six to twelve uh seven on seven tournament. So they were kids. This is from kindergarten to hmm. sixth grade, okay? They were children, and then before the day before the homies are dissing Cam on social media. Uh supposedly Cam said, hey, man, I'm your dad. They got upset with that. They <laughs> jump him. It didn't go well for them. They got tossed around. His hat stayed on. He became even greater. His legacy is like he's just the ultra mega man. He said no one has done more for football like the hood than me. I've given over $4 million. I've developed a lot of pro players have participated in my camps. Ask them about it. And how do you feel about it, man? How do you feel about the homies saying that Cam Newton didn't show them love? Hey, man, we work for his company for years. We helped develop his AAU, his 707 brand, and he didn't even follow us on Instagram. Oh. That's what they were upset about, guys. He didn't follow them on Instagram, and then he hurt their feelings. You know he's a big-time shit talker. He's beef with kids at these tournaments, you know, uh, talking shit with kids, now fighting you know, guys that used to work with them, they connected also with 4PF, Little Babies, Goons. Uh, I've seen uh, people coach JB from, you know, Last Chance U. He calls those type of guys street agents. They're not real coaches. He said they just trying to smash the mom. They be, lying to the, they be lying to the mom, trying to act like you get a scholarship at 7-on-7. No, you can't. And let me, tell you, let me tell you something. You can't get looks, though, from 7-on-7. Yeah you, can. yeah, you can definitely get looks, but he was saying you can't get a scholarship there. He's saying that they lied to them and say you can get a scholarship and this and that over there. He's like, it can. it's more AAU. Yeah, it helps to get your face out there. Maybe it can help you with NIL opportunities. You're a receiver and they see you got some crazy yeah. routes or something. 
and you got nice hands and like your rock running, they they all want to talk to you. But yeah, scholarship that's pushing it. But you can definitely get, or if you're like a DB and they see like how you like break down on the balls thrown and just how you cover and shit like that, it can definitely help. Or quarterback, of course. Didn't your OG BJ Scott get turned up at a seven on seven drawing? Was it a combine? I think it might have been a seven on seven, and that is what it turned a five star off that nonsense. See, so it lies. It lies. Um, it's not real football. Yeah, but I see, I remember I seen Logan Thomas. It's just like how AAU is in real basketball. I remember I seen Logan Thomas jumping in the sky against niggas at a seven on seven camp. And uh, Miguel, people used to uh, respect Miguel's route running and his covering ability. Um, it just it just opens up discussions. It ain't gonna, double M. Ain't gonna get you no goddamn scholarship, but it can help. Yeah, make your five a cap five star. Shout out BJ Scott. Well, they just got it wrong. He shouldn't have been, you know, probably ranked as a receiver. That's all. I hear you. But how do you feel about Cam Newton, you know, getting tussling at the camp? And what's going on? I'm hearing a lot of coaches and writers say that they don't like seven-on-seven culture, how it's affecting football and how it's like AAU. But the difference is that AAU – has something that you can oppose it against, is which is the international way of developing people, especially the way they do it in Europe. While in football, as we all know, football is purely and solely dominated by America. Other places are playing it, but it's not in numbers. It's more so underground. We'll see if it ever spreads. But, uh, you know, because football is only in America and seven-on-seven culture is getting bigger. They feel like it can potentially make the game worse. And that's why they feel like quarterbacking has fallen off, but like we've seen and how you even broke down throughout this season and just a few minutes ago, DBs and wide receivers have gotten better. We've seen the best DBs and the wide receivers get better, and a big part of it is seven-on-seven. But quarterback play has gotten worse. How do you feel about that? So first, I'm going to answer about the Cam Newton part first, but I'm going to ask you a question first. Did Cam Newton win mainly because his hat didn't fall off? Or did, or even if his hat fell off and he was tossing him around, did he still win? He still won even if his hat fell. He just he just became like uh, the Don Dada with his hat staying on. <laughs> with his brother's with Paul Bunyan. He's Paul Bunyan. That made it better. He's a that- hero. And do you think the same respect will be given to him if it was a fitted instead of a top hat? Does nah, a top it has to be a hat, hat like that. It has to be a funny <laughs> hat like that. If it's a fitted, you would expect it to stay on. It's like, you know, it's like he's tight on his head. This one, it might be loose. He got dread still, you know. It has to be a hat like that. Yeah, it had to be. That's Wait, crazy. That's why. That's like, that's just a, like, there's just so many characters I think about. I think about Zorro. I think about Willy Wonka. I think about Cowboys. Oh. I think about all kinds of niggas. Like, that's the type of nigga that they got wrangled by. A nigga with a top hat. I think about, even though they don't wear top hats, I think about the niggas uh, with the Bulls in Spain. Like, oh, that's, just, that's just a funny... Oh, funny. That's like a, for me to look up and see that hat and somebody like, pulling me like six feet away from where I was at, that's crazy to yeah, me. Throwing me around. I'm that hat on. Got shot, but yeah. And, and I like that it showed like this nigga uh, is 
six five, probably two forty, two fifty right now. Yeah, maybe two sixty. <laughs> hey man, he don't he don't work out no more. I don't think you can see how he trained in life. Like you can just see <laughs> his, his strength. Like you can tell he did a lot of squats and yeah, deadlifts. So like Jason Whitlock said that he is the rare person that could have been a Hall of Fame running back, Hall of Fame wide receiver, Hall of Fame tight end. Hall of Fame linebacker, he could have been like he's just a rare, rare athlete where he could have been Hall of Fame everything. And he didn't fall at all. But as far as seven on seven ruining football culture, I disagree. I don't think seven on seven is the result of is the cause of bad quarterback play. I think seven on seven is great for uh football offseason. I think it's great um repetitions and it's good for linebackers to you know, getting their cover mind um, to sharpen their cover abilities. I think bad quarterback play comes from college, the college football style of playing quarterback being implemented into um, the NFL. And I believe that the way college coaches coach college quarterbacks, the quarterbacks just look at the sideline all the time and see what's being called and shit like that. And, of course, that's normal for coaches to call plays and the quarterbacks to run them. But I blame it more on college football for the bad quarterback play. I do think when they say seven on seven is messing up football in comparison to AAU, I think they're talking about like the kids kind of wanting to be like cloudy and get like highlights and to be able to post on social media and shit like that. Um, but I don't man, think people are forgetting the fundamentals, man. I don't think it compares to AAU with how people are saying AAU is ruining basketball. I don't think. Seven on seven is ruining football in that same way. It seems like AAU is doing worse. Yeah, it's not. Like I said, the reason why it'll never be like that is because basketball is an international game. There mm -hmm. is no Luka Doncic in the NFL. There is no Nikola Jokic, no Giannis, no Shai Gildress Alexander, even though his basketball education was in America. No Joel Embiid, even though his basketball education was in America and he is technically an American now, but yeah, there is nothing like that. So that's why, yeah, you're right. AAU is worse because we're seeing Europeans coming and becoming the best players in the game. And people are blaming Kobe said it years ago. People have been saying it for years that basketball players don't have the same fundamentals. They're more skillful, but they don't have the same fundamentals and knowledge of the game. Because AAU is just so ISO heavy, just bam, 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 bam. Pick and roll heavy, too. Yeah, that's basketball, though, now. It's just math now. But pick it seems like pick and roll is crazy now, like even more. I don't yeah, know. It's basketball now. Pick and roll, like I said, th pick and roll, three-point, layup, dunk. That's mm -hmm. it. And also, yeah, that is true. But also, I feel like um, basketball can't be like how it used to be because people shoot threes more. How are they going to do all that shit they used to do when they're not really prioritizing scoring in the paint no more? I feel like that's what made basketball basketball. They still do score in the paint. Like, they still about layups and dunks and free throws. And cutting to the basket and shit? It's just more so about, like you said, it's math now. People realize, oh shit, all these years, we didn't realize, hey, three points is really more than two, man. We should have been taking more threes and getting people to shoot more threes. I could have helped us out. Yeah, and, just slow. And with the bad quarterback play thing, I think people are forgetting that there was just a transitional period, like leaving Tom Brady, Peyton Man, and Drew Brees, um, Brett Favre, Philip Rivers, Eli Bannon. Well, Brett Favre he lasted until like 09. So 
I'm talking about from like the two. I'm talking about the. La- I'm talking about. Yeah, let's focus on the last five, seven. Follow, follow me now. Follow me now. Stay with me now. I'm in my ultra bag now. Follow me now. But you so what I'm saying is that too. He gets lost. So what I'm saying. What I'm saying is from the two thousands. Hey, we lost Andrew Luck and RG three didn't last long. Yeah. My point know. is this: by the time Patrick, Mahomes, by the time Patrick Mahomes came in, after him we have Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, we have C.J. Stroud. We have Lamar Jackson. So you can't really say bad quarterback play. Even Geno bossed up. Um, One year. You know what I'm saying? You can't really say bad quarterback play to me because it's looking promising for quarterbacks now. We got Caleb Williams uh, pulling up. Yeah, we'll see. But he's going to the death zone, Chicago. And I also believe that defenses are better now. So Danny Dimes... While he be looking kind of geeky, he's really not that bad. There's just a lot of bad organizations. Danny Dimes is not that bad. <laughs> he's better than he can be better than Tannehill. Tyler is good too. It's just his head's right. He's good, but once again, don't say Danny Dimes again. But once again, Kyler's good, right? But where yeah, he's he good. In Arizona, there's a lot of poverty franchises too that are ruining quarterbacks. Hey man, he's the one that they said wasn't really working hard on his craft either. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But once again, Baker Mayfield, where did he go? Cleveland. Like a lot of people are going to their playoff team. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Not he's at the, he won a playoff game for them. They're good now. They're not yeah, a they are. franchise. They are. They made the playoffs this year with Joe Flacco. They are all right now. They ain't good. They're a playoff team now. They've made the playoffs like three of the last four years. I still don't respect the Browns. As a Ravens fan, as an all-lifetime Ravens fan, I still don't respect the the Browns. Nah, don't say cat, man. You just became a Ravens fan this year, but that's okay. I fuck with it. (laughs) Why do you fuck with it? (laughs) Hey, you're a real Ravens fan. I believe you now. You dapped up Zay Flowers. I believe you now. You got caught up in the mix. You know, you 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 got out of that, too. You've been Ooh. taking L's with them, so yeah, I believe you now. You're a Ravens fan now. Why do you respect that? You don't. You don't. You think it's okay for people to? Not that I did this, but you think it's okay? No, for you did. It's okay for people to hop around. Yeah, it's nothing wrong with that. It's just entertainment, man. We having fun. We watching games to distract us from the real, man. So let us have our entertainment, man. Don't take it too seriously. But anyways, to me, quarterbacks. Are looking good. There's a lot of good ones. So I'm not, I don't want to hear that. Didn't even mention Jordan Love. He's good. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I like Jordan Love. That's what I'm saying. So what are people talking about? Prescott's good. He's just a trickster, but he's good. Yeah, he is. What are people talking about when they say bad quarterback play? I don't know, man. I think there's just looking at just instead of the totality of the season, I think they focus on individual weeks when quarterbacks have shitty games. And they say, see, look. I think... They're just a lot of niggas are passing for 180 yards. Yeah, a lot of turnovers. They're hung over from Peyton Manning, Tom Brady shit. Like that's not normal. It was never normal before them, and it probably won't. It could be normal. Peyton Manning was, oh, yeah, he's a robot. He, but he was a low key mistake man too. You know, it's in his family's blood. But the numbers they used to throw, like that 2000s quarterback era, was just there was nothing like it before. There could possibly be something like it after, but it might not. So like. We can't keep basing off the 2000s era quarterbacks because that was just different, dog. Like, you could argue even people like uh, Aaron Rodgers took it up another level. Him and Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers thrown for 40 touchdowns and only four picks. 
Mm-hmm. Brees was getting five, excuse me, thousand yards consistently. So yeah, I mean, it got crazy in the 2000s and early 2010s. So yeah, you're right. The the standard of play was higher. Now we got people like Trevor Lawrence underachieving, Justin Herbert underachieving, but they're nice. But like it's, it, it's nasty how like this is one thing that yeah, this is where I hear people like you. Uh, when you say that Shannon Sharp and all those guys that criticize Lamar but don't say nothing about white quarterbacks fumbling, that is true because Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars, they're tricksters. Weren't those niggas like 7-3, and 8-3, and, and then they lost the division? Those niggas are busters. And, yeah. they choked in, and didn't they choke in the playoffs? Or was it the Chargers that choked against them, right? And they had that crazy comeback the year before. Yeah, Justin Herbert. Yeah. He be yeah. getting away with stuff like, yeah, but they be mad at Lamar, uh, Lamar and stuff. They don't. But he talk- did get MVP though. That's why. Huh? He got MVP though. That's yeah. Why. He's better I'm than. Him. Yeah, but I'm still, they raised, they praised. They said Trevor Lawrence was the new John Elway. Hey and man, don't sleep on him. Don't they said Justin him. Herbert was going to be the new dream quarterback. He be losing. Definitely don't sleep on him. He got crazy man as as his coach now. Yeah, I know he's going to turn up with. Ooh, I'm so Whoa. excited. Oh, you said what? Say woo! I'm so excited. Welcome back. That's my nigga, man. I love Jim Harbaugh, dog. And does he like being in California? Hell yeah. <laughs> he likes going to the cold, thugging it out, and then when he and then come back to Cali. That was the only time he really thugged it out as a coach in the cold, though. Yeah, he's before that. He's been at San Diego State, Stanford, yeah. then the 49ers. Now he's back with the Chargers. I just know that that Chargers team is gonna be physical and it's gonna be very goony, and he has a Bosa on his team, so Bosa's gonna. He's gonna um He has Joey B, right? Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna like snap into like in craziness since he's his coach. So I'm happy about that. And don't they have Khalil Mack? I think they do, yeah. Yeah, they do. Oh man, it's about to get dangerous. And they have the fifth pick. People think they're gonna take a left tackle Joe Alt. So. And they have um damn, I can't believe I can't think of his name. Their safety, dog. Darwin James. Yeah, yeah, Darwin James. Darwin James. He's a headhunter. It's about to get nasty. Yeah, it's yeah, about to get it's nasty. about to get nasty. Whoa, pause. Pause. But I'm you, just saying. You think the Chiefs are nervous? Yeah, I would be. His team's about to have a different mentality, dog. Do you remember when they had you probably don't remember, but they had Patrick Willis? Yeah, and, he's uh, in the Hall of Fame now. Salute. All like that that San Francisco team was physical. It was like it was like that's why when they went against the Ravens in the Super Bowl, it was like the old version. Richard Sherman, Navarro Bowman. I remember that team, man. They were nice. Uh, Sherman wasn't on that. Huh? Sherman wasn't on that. Oh yeah, yeah. He was still on the Seahawks. I'm geek. I'm geek. Yeah, but yeah, Bowman and um Patrick yeah, yeah. Willis, dog. It was like nice so yeah. I'm excited for the Chargers. I'm very excited. Okay. We have to salute Beyonce as well. She has the number one song in America. I laughed last week and was questioning the Beehive and asking how come they let a white man block them, but then they answered. And yeah, they have the number one song in America. Shout out to Texas Hold'em. Will you bump that at the club? Club, no, but um, I'm going to bump that at a wedding that I'm doing soon in a nice. baby shower. Okay. And uh, Carnival's number four only dropped by one, even though it's not getting no radio play. No, I might play Fuck it, I don't care. Whoa. Sometimes you gotta get weird like that. Like I want to play the Malcolm in the Middle theme song at a club. Oh, okay. You want to turn it up and you're not the boss of me now. Yeah. You're not the boss of me. I want to play that shit so bad. 
somewhere. Yeah, I've seen niggas play uh what's that? Uh I think it's the Home Depot track at the club, and that shit was rocking. <laughs> Home Depot. Yeah, one of those, one of those department store beats. Like it has a crazy buildup. Bump, 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 and now that drum was rocking. Yeah. Sometimes you gotta do that, man. You'll get way more respect than just playing yeah, the record. Viral, man. Like Fabio would say, viral movie. Mm-hmm. So uh, mm-hmm. you know, last like te- huh? Like Texas Hold'em. Yeah, it's cool, but I like the other song more. But Texas Hold'em is supposed to be the turn up dosi do anthem. Mm-hmm. You know, it is a cool song though. It's definitely something you can have fun with, you know. Yeah, you see that pretty that pretty gal over there? Why don't you go take her hand and have a dance? Mm-hmm. Well, all right. Uh, last segment before we disappear for the week, man. Uh, Schoolboy Q's back after a five year hiatus with Blue Lips. It drops March first, which is you know tomorrow, aka today, aka not tomorrow, tonight. But yeah, tonight, aka time doesn't exist, man. It all flows and content like this lasts forever, man. But anywho, if you don't mind, I'll hit you with an old school classic. I'll read the track list. Track one, Funny Guy. Track two, Pop featuring Rico Nasty. You that produced yes. by Beat Butcher. Yes, I'm excited. Track some people appreciate her. Yeah, man. Track three, Thank God For Me, uh, produced by Kyle Banks. Track four, Blue Sides, produced by Tay Beast, Mario Luciano, and Jason Wool. Track five, Yearn 101, produced by Cardo, Johnny Luciano, Young Exclusive, and Jay Pounds. Johnny Luciano. Where's Johnny Luciano? Yeah, and Jay Pounds. He used to work with Don Kennedy a lot. He's getting the players. Oh, man. Exclusive is one of Cardo's homies. He does a lot of stuff with him. So uh, Johnny Luciano was a legend back then. Yep, Jolly Giuliano. Johnny Giuliano, yeah. <laughs> Luciano. <laughs> Want to be another mobster. Uh, track six, Lovebirds, featuring Devin Malik and Lance Skywalker. Produced by Devin Malik, Oren Yol, Jay Pounds, Juice of All Trades, and Sky Hutch. Uh, track seven, movie featuring AZ Chike. Whoa, he's working with him. It's only a minute and 54 seconds. Whoa, in and out. Produced mm-hmm. by Mike Hector. Track eight, Cooties. Whoa. Produced by Uzi Maki, Tay Beast, uh, Luciano, and uh, Wool, the other homies. Tay Beast, is that the Flint guy? I don't know if he's from Flint, but he's been working uh, with. Uh, Tay Beast, why you do that? Oh, that's interesting. He's from LA. He's been working with TD forever. Yeah, he's been, I'm thinking of Digi, my bad. Yeah, he's a part of Digiphonics with uh, Willie B and Soundwave. Mm. Um, yeah, track nine is Ohio featuring Freddie Gibbs. I don't have the producers on these. Why do people like making songs about Ohio? Because it's a great trap spot. Mm. Get in Ohio. A lot of uh, depression in like the Midwest, man, after they closed down those factories and Employ unemployment went up, man, and poverty and gang violence went up. You know they gang banging a lot in Ohio. Californians went over there. You know they spread their fraternities to the world. So you know, as you know, a member of a gang of gangs, these guys must be talking about their times in Ohio, whipping up that work and spreading their gospel of their gangs. 
And they also have mm. a song about gangbanging, which is very fun. It's a Freddie Gibbs song. Yeah, so check it out. Uh, track 10, Foe featuring Absol. Track 11, First. Track 12, Nunu. Track 13, Back in Love featuring Devin Malik, produced by Tay Beast and Will Gell. Track 14, Lost Times featuring Jazzy, produced by The Alchemist. Uh, track 15, Germany 86. Germany lost the World Cup in 1986 to Germany, uh, to Argentina, by the way. Shout out to Diego Armando Maradona. But in 1990, they got their revenge and beat Argentina in the World Cup. Damn. Uh, to Lothar Matthias. Oh. <laughs> See how it changes? Hey, man. When's the, when's the last time a European country won the World Cup? Uh, 2018, France. Hmm. Before that? It was in Russia. 2014, Germany. Okay. <laughs> Dang, Germany. Before that, it was Spain. 2010. Damn, okay. Before that, it was Italy. 2006, nigga. Oh, so they're always there. In every decade, they're not, they're not having decades. Yeah, come on, man. There's only two countries in uh South Africa that's the South, South America South that win is Brazil and Argentina Uruguay mm. won in 1930 and 1950 all right never again and a Asian people never won oh and Africans never won <laughs> no. and Australia <laughs> never won what about Turkey or somebody oh Russia oh dang Australia never won Canada oh they stink they just they were just happy to get a point hey. yeah uh, Pacific Islanders never won. Oh, of course not. They're football. They're football. <laughs> rugby. Rugby. Footballers, man. They're rugbyers. Yeah. But uh, okay. track 16, Time Killers. Track 17, Pig Feet featuring Childish Major. Shout out to him. I think he made the You Ain't Even Know It beat. Mm. Uh, Rick Ross here, sick guy for blocking that song. See, another affiliate of Puffy Combs. You know, talking about drugging women. See? Sick. Track 18, Smile. Uh, so the album is going to be 56 minutes and 10 seconds. You excited? No, but I'll still listen. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm not excited either, but I'll listen. Yeah, I hear you. But uh, shout out to Schoolboy Q. It seems like he's in a nice zone in his life. A lot of brothers have That's went awesome. through drug issues, you know, personal issues. And I'm happy that they're in better spaces. Hopefully the music is good. And he's representing, you know, the TDE brand because, you know, Kendrick is gone. Scissors mm -hmm. carrying the label now. They rappers need to step up. J-Rock is supposed to be dropping soon. Uh, His video was tight, that Eastside video. Word, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Let's, was tight too. let's see what goes on with the album, man. Um, Yeah, you know, I think Schoolboy's been playing golf and shit lately. Yeah, he's been playing a lot of golf. He's like Scarface. They love golf. It's good for their mind, man. It's a thinking man's game. You know, he's a dad, too. So, you know, he's just been relaxing in California. Mm -hmm. Enjoying life. Yep, I think he's an unlockable character in, like, one of those PGA 2K games. So, yeah, shout out to Schoolboy Q. He was, in like, in a commercial for them. So, yeah. He's in a PGA Tour game? Yeah, I think so. That's hard. Yeah, like how Kanye was in 2K10. Like, Just Blaze was in NBA Live 03, you know. Well, yeah, that's kind of, you know, expected. But. Well, but why not? You don't like... Yeah, they, they would like a rapper to like uh, golf. I know, but also he's not, like, one of, like, the biggest rappers. So that makes it even cooler that it's golf and he's not, like, a top 10 rapper, top 20 rapper doing it. Not by skill or nothing like that. They, but just, by, like, they just need a rapper. We want to mm -hmm. do it. We want you to be in a commercial. 
We need to be cool. Tiger Woods is gone. Hey, yeah. hey, you don't have nobody push from the urban market to push that. So, you know, a lot of them are happy about that, but people that still want that money, they want the urban people to look at it. Dang, black people didn't follow Tiger's footsteps that much? Nah, man, he says he's Cobbling Asian, bro. Oh, yeah, true. Hey! He is Cobbling Asian. Yeah, and he married a white woman. They didn't like I think it. Is it Cobbling Asian or Cobblasian? I think it's Cobbling Asian. He should have said Cobblasian. Caucasian, black, and Asian. Yeah, but Cobblasian sounds better. Caucasian, Cobblasian. You got all three of them in there. Somebody should have made him change it. It's all good. It's funny, when he was younger, he talked about being like trying to help black people and stuff. But then when he got older, he said, I ain't got time for that. Hey, I man, he was in a Snoop video. I, no, I was, I'm not mad at him for that. I'm I'm sure he was hanging out with people like Michael Jordan Snoop. and Charles Barkley. They was probably like telling him, fuck that shit, nigga. Hey, he was with Snoop. Get your paper. Yeah, he was doing that. That was a skit. But that was he really hung out with Michael Jordan and Charles Barkley. I'm sure they probably told him, yeah, don't don't focus on that because the more quiet you are, the more money you get. Just live your life. You can't change the world, nigga. And I'm sure he listened to them. But yeah, man, shout out to Tiger Woods. Shout out to golf. Shout out to Schoolboy Q. Shout out to everybody around the world. It's leap day, man. It's the time for you to, you know, put things in motion and get ready to catapult out of this stratosphere for the rest of the year, man. So what are your leap? Year goals, man. Your leap day goals, Jamal. Well, there's gonna be a lot of. Content. How are you trying to bounce and elevate in life, man? There's gonna be a lot of content creation. I just learned a lot about lighting. That's gonna, you know, help with us as well too. I've learned a lot about lighting and how to make things look professional on video. Um, I'm getting yeah, a lot of footage of your of your functions, or like just like when I do like mashups and shit in my little home studio for, to like record and create content and mm -hmm. shit like that. Like I'm. That's about to become a big thing next month and for the rest of the year. Um, I'm also getting some more DJ equipment, newer mixer, newer, better, all that. I'm getting like, it's just a lot of stuff. A lot of my aesthetics are about to like elevate because, you know, you got to invest in yourself, put money into this shit if you want it to grow. So that's some of my leap year goal things. Yes, yes sir. Man, for sure. For me. It's writing more, like you said, investing more, expanding the shit, starting to get more videos. We're going to start doing videos for ring culture, start to get better. Like you said, lighting is a good point. I need to get better lighting myself so that we can do videos for like champagne, soccer, and other stuff. So yeah, definitely need to get into that. And yeah, man, just continuing to expand, do more things in sports, Get into scouting more. I've been getting opportunities to do that. So get more scout shit done. Maybe even do coaching stuff. So yeah, man, just trying to get more into the administrative side of sports, not just the commentary. So yeah, we getting more into that personnel side. So yeah, it's going to be a fun year. February 29th is Ja Rule's birthday. Can't get in the UK. Happy it's birthday, Ja Rule. Yeah, Ja Rule, baby, don't let 50 Cent let, he'll let you hear that. Man. Hey, get jabbed up. He ain't gonna jab me up. He'll just tell, ask me, tell me not to like him. Yeah, all right. Yeah, you're right. But uh, it's Tyrese Halliburton's birthday. I think he's five now. You know, salute to him. Yeah, you know, technically, because, I mean, hey, they only have their birthday February 29th, man. 
So um, it's every four years, man. That is kind of weird. Yeah, so yeah, salute to them. They can actually celebrate their birthday on the day they were born. And mm -hmm. that won't happen again for another four years. So hey, man, we out chopper soup convos. Where you at tonight and tomorrow, man? I'm at the Watanoli Glow Lounge, Northwest DC. You know what I'm saying? Catch me there. It's gonna be lit. Tonight, it's like a it's for like the game night, which is funny to me because the Wizards have the worst record. It's the Wizards versus Lakers. Yeah, so, they tied with the Pistons. Both nine. Yeah, so, you know, LeBron's probably going to go crazy all over there because he just beat. Um, he just he played last night. He's going to chill. He might play for like 25 minutes. Oh, yeah, he just came back against his Clippers, right? Yeah, he's tired. He's old now. But yeah. uh, uh, I'm sure those tickets are cheap, though, at Verizon. Kevin Garnett said he's got that new steroid shit. He got that new Balco. That new deer antler spray? Yeah, man. He got that new juice, allegedly. So I don't know, man. I, don't, I know LeBron doesn't like that. He ain't Why got that new juice. If Michael Jordan could do it at 38, LeBron could do it at 40. But Michael Jordan wasn't as good as this at 38. <laughs> that nigga was really old. Like LeBron's still balling like he's young. But That's Michael Jordan he got that he new play, Did Michael Jordan play more of his games in a season than LeBron? That was his last year. He played eighty-two games. But he was I'm saying there. throughout his whole career, didn't he play like at least like sixty-five to seventy games every year? Yeah, LeBron did. Michael Jordan played that as well. But LeBron's played over twenty years. He's about to pass Kareem for the most minutes in NBA history, and he's about to have over forty thousand points. He just played hey man, come he's on, played one for, person. He's played for more than half. More than half of his life has been in the NBA. He's a basketball hey. player. Hey man, one person started in '84, the other started in '03. It's just different medicine and stuff. Yeah, different juice, allegedly. And his 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 uh homie Randy Mims and his uh trainer and uh his wife did get caught up in some steroid shit. You know, did Michael Jordan? Did Michael Jordan and Kevin Garnett spend over a million dollars on their body a year? Of course not. Okay, then there you go. Yes, yeah, so drink. Smokes are so supposed to take steroids. That's what you're telling us, huh? We supposed to take steroids, spending a million dollars on your body. Like, even TL spent a lot of money in his body, he could still Girl. technically play. That's so why you're saying that. So, you're supposed to take steroids. Is that what you're saying? No, you're supposed to spend people are saying that that a million dollars includes steroids. That's my well, that's what I'm saying. No, nah. <laughs> yeah, they send a million dollars when he went to Miami. After he was back on the Cleveland Cavaliers and in the middle of the season went to Miami for three weeks, niggas was like, hey, man, that nigga went to go get his steroid refill. What the hell? Not steroids. In the middle of the season in Miami. Not steroids. The PED. Yeah, and allegedly. PEDs is different. Nah, same thing, man. Yeah, you're oh, right. Sorry. PEDs. Performance enhancement drugs. Yep. Shout out to PEDs, man. Shout out to Barry Bonds, greatest baseball player of all time. Are you sure? Yeah. Hmm. Shout out Willie Mays, shout out Hank Aaron, shout out Babe Ruth, Ted Williams, all those boys. But nah, man, Barry B on the juice. <laughs> hey, man, it was a sight to see. But hey, man, we'll holler at y'all next week. Y'all be good out there. We out. Peace.